everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode we are, well, I am attempting to perform a ramble, pretty much, um, centered around the topic of adorable little koalas, <laughs> and um, that's because I received a uh, request to try and do a ramble about these cute fuzzy little uh, creatures, and um, I think in true show fashion, I did very little preparation. I think I've compiled, you know, a little bit of information to sort of riff off of. But um, if you've heard other rambles, you know that it's uh, to be expected that uh, while the main topic should be koalas, I may veer off and uh, discuss, you know, a seemingly infinite number of random topics. So, you know, that's part of the, um, I'm not going to necessarily say the appeal of the rambles, but it's more like the uh, brand. It's on brand that I kind of tell you I'm going to ramble and riff about uh, something. And then it ends up being, you know, a 30-minute ramble on five or six totally unrelated topics, but it's all for fun, it's all for your enjoyment, it's for your sleep, for your relaxation, um, and hopefully it works. And that's what we're here for, right? To try and help you relax. The koala, and its, I guess, scientific name I'm going to try to pronounce this, is Phascolarctos cenarius. Nailed it. <laughs> also called the quad. Still like a like a little New York. Also called. Also called the koala bear. Is a tree-dwelling marsupial of coastal eastern and southern Australia. Classified in the family Phascolarctidae. I've always wondered how these how I'm sure that the answer is very simple, and I'm I'm positive I could just type into Google how did, you know, animal scientific species and family names and all that come to be. But I guess I look at the family for the koalas is the Fascolarctidae, and the suborder is Vombatiformis, and it ends up just seeing like a lot of work. Some very long names. You know, I would propose that we just call these little animals just cute. The family is furry, and the suborder is just cute. <laughs> so the koala is about 60 to 85 centimeters. That's 24 to 33 inches long. And it can weigh up to 14 kilos or 31 pounds. Um, it's interesting how small they actually are, and I'm, I'm, there's something so cute about koalas that I almost expect to read that they're actually, like, vicious little things. You know, like, when something is that cute, it's hard to believe that they can just be so cute and not have any, any flaws. Not that I'm looking for koala flaws, but, you know, like a little, you know, 30-inch 
koala and that weighs, you know, 25 pounds. Like, this is too much. So, I guess, I, for some reason, I, had, I, I knew that the koala was associated with Australia, but I thought that they were found elsewhere, and it seems like that's not the case. Um, you know, I, I read through this once before hitting record, and again, that's part of the brand, is lack of preparation. But there were a couple of interesting things that um, stuck out to me. One was their feet. So their feet are very strong, they're clawed. And so, quote, the two inner digits of the front feet and the innermost digit of the hind feet are opposable for grasping. Um, and because of its superficial resemblance, which is something I want to ramble about, but it says here, because of the animal's superficial resemblance to a small bear, the koala is sometimes called, albeit erroneously, the koala bear, which is true, right? We call koalas a koala bear. But I, I personally have never considered that the koala looks like a bear. You know, I've never assumed that it was part of the, the bear family. I don't know what bear species, perhaps. And I don't know. It's one of those things. I mean, perhaps because people call the koala bear, you know, I kind of thought it was just like a, um, a play on words, not necessarily that it was, in fact, a bear. I mean, to me, they don't really look like bears at all. They look like their own little thing. The koala feeds very selectively on the leaves of certain eucalyptus trees. They're generally solitary little critters. Individuals move within a home range of more than a dozen trees, one of which is favored over the others. It's amazing how instincts works as well, because if you gave me 12 eucalyptus trees, I wouldn't be able to really tell you which one would be the most ideal one to sort of make my home base, but koalas, they just figure it out. I've always been amazed by how, again, that, that power of instinct in animals in general. Like when you see like a flock of birds, you know, and they have, you know, they're in that V formation. Think about how difficult, like I, I remember doing a college project where it was just five of us, you know, which I think is a relatively large group for a college project. Maybe not, you know. But at least in my experience, I was a relatively large group. Most of my projects were either with just a partner or uh, at most really three other people. This particular project, we had five. And we did such a bad job communicating that two of our members thought that they were working on the same, um, let's call it, um, area of the project. You know, I think they both thought that they were doing research. And in reality, one of them was supposed to be preparing the slides and the other one doing the research about a specific topic. You know, it was a pretty, pretty big project. And uh, we come to find out, I think it was four days before presenting. Mind you, this was a project that really ran the entire semester. So we had, you know, a couple months leading up to it. We find out four days before the presentation that one area of our presentation being the slides was basically neglected. 
because one the person thought that they were responsible for for excuse me both of them thought they were responsible for the exact same thing so all this is to say instinctually a koala knows which eucalyptus tree they want to make their home base birds instinctively know how to sort of fly in a V and they know where they're flying to I mean leaving my house sometimes I I get lost what direction to go I mean don't you know I couldn't tell you what north was or you know you know maybe I'm the the wrong guy to speak here because my sense of direction in general is not that great but um it's amazing to me how instinctually these animals know what to do and meanwhile a group of five college students couldn't communicate well enough to properly define roles number one and then number two we didn't follow up with each other to make sure that in fact we were um you know on track so as you can imagine, four days before the project, we ended up pretty much cutting corners on our respective duties so that we could all pitch into the slides. And we ended up, I think, doing well, relatively speaking, but it was just a lot of stress that was not necessary. Instinctually, we didn't know where we had to be. That was always my biggest pet peeve in college in general. Um, working with others in a group project. And then if one of them was like really delayed, I remember I had an economics course. And, um, you know, we had a good group of guys. That one was a, we were, that one was four. So that was the second largest project I ever worked on in college. And it was a great group of guys. Like, you know, I'm still very good friends with one of them. I would say I'm, you know, relatively good friends with another one in the group. And, you know, the other uh, buddy in our group, you know, if I would, if I see him around, you know, definitely it's, you know, we, we chat and all that. Although he doesn't live here anymore. But it was kind of a similar story. So, um, in this case, our roles were very well defined. We knew exactly what we were supposed to be working on. I was doing the narration. I was creating the script for the um, for the project uh, based on the research the other guys had had done. And then, you know, our friend that was responsible for the visual side of the presentation. So it required a little bit of animation. It required some, um, you know. Some, I'm not going to say complicated, but, you know, some time-consuming, let's say, 3D animation and things like that. Things that the, the guy knew what he was doing. You know, he was very talented in that. But I'll never forget that the day before the project, I had sort of implored him to please bring backup copies and to upload the project to you know, Dropbox or Google Drive, whatever, so that we could access it in the event that the memory stick didn't work. Well, he did not do that. 
And I remember at the very end, it took us, it was like something from like a, like a dumb, you know, like a bad comedy. You know, it's like, it wouldn't work, it wouldn't work, it wouldn't work. And then finally, what we ended up agreeing to, because we were the first ones to present that class, he lived about 20 minutes away. So he basically ran over 20 minutes because he was so nervous. He didn't even take the time to uh, get an Uber or take the bus. He basically ran to his apartment, ran back, was sweaty. And because it was a two and a half hour lecture, we had just enough time to be the last group presenting. And again, we did well, but that's just another one of those cases where just I despise, you know, I, I think naturally I probably procrastinate a little bit of my life or a lot of my life, I'd say. But when it came to these hard deadlines for projects, I was always a guy that wanted to be done two weeks before, three weeks before. So earlier the better. And then just prep, 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 prep. So I'm not sure how I got on the topic of um, my college projects. But uh, there you go. That's part of the uh, the ramble the ramble brand here on Sleep and Relax ASMR, as we've said. To aid in digesting as much as 1.3 kilos or three pounds of leaves daily, the koala has an intestinal pouch about two meters or seven feet long, where symbiotic bacteria degrade the tannins and other toxins and complex substances abundant in eucalyptus. This diet is relatively poor in nutrients and provides a koala little spare energy, so the animal spends long hours simply sitting or sleeping in tree forks exposed to the elements but insulated by thick fur. <laughs> Although placid most of the time, koalas produce loud, hollow grunts. And they follow up with this unbelievably cute image of a, like, chunky sleeping koala. Just way too much, man. Let's see. Then they get a bit into the gestation period here that I wrote down. 34 to 36 days of gestation. It's pretty, pretty quick if you think about it, and it's great for them. They don't have to uh, be uh, pregnant for too long. I think it's like elephants, right? Elephants can be pregnant for like 18 months or something like that, 24 months. The youngster, so the little baby, it's called a joey, first puts its head out, at, out of the pouch at about five months of age. So it's funny, they're pretty much just chilling in the pouch the first five months and then they include a picture of a little joey hanging on its mom i mean these things are like as cute as can be i was having a conversation not too long ago about how um i thought sloths sloths you know the two-toed sloths were the like cutest i call them like the cutest strange animal you know because i think a sloth nature was very kind to the sloth it's like if it were a little bit different It'd be a, a, a weird-looking thing, but it just... Nature got it right, right? Nature always gets it right, but... Nature, and you know, w was very graceful, I thought, with the sloths. So they're really cute. So I said, it's a, 
a strange looking animal that is the cutest strange looking animal and you know that's a subjective criteria of course but it made sense to me at the time but looking at these pictures koalas i'm going to say that the koala is the cutest i mean are they strange i mean they're kind of like they kind of are like little bears mixed with little fluffy squirrels I don't know like they're they're kind of a strange they're like a pretty relatively strange little animal but I think I'm gonna call these guys cuter than the sloths although I've seen some pictures of sloths that they look like they're smiling and that I don't know what do you think what's cuter a koala or a sloth that's what I'm kind of curious to know talk a bit about the population of koalas barely it is listed as a vulnerable species since 2016 um, since you're largely because of habitat loss and fragmentation so we gotta we gotta protect these little guys so that was just kind of general information then I pulled up a little um, like 10 surprising facts about koalas that, you know, I guess we'll be the judge as to whether they are, in fact, interesting or not. So, interesting fact number one, they aren't, they are not bears, they're marsupials. So we touched on this a bit earlier. They are not bears, despite being called uh, koala bears. Then they kind of put like a gimmicky one here. It's like baby koalas are too cute. This is indeed a fact. And you know, it is a fact that they're objectively like some of the cutest things you'll ever see. But I'm not a fan of the uh of like the tongue in cheek, you know, like when people compile a top ten, top fifteen list. Like if I look up a list of interesting koala facts, then I you know, I want to know something, you know, like koala's left ear is always larger than the right ear. Or um, koala's fur will, could insulate them, you know, up until minus 130 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. So when you kind of throw in like these little cheap, like, oh, koalas are too cute. Yes, this is a fact. It's just like, well, I mean, okay, but I'm here for, I'm here for the other information. I mean, this one is probably the the most interesting. Koalas have a very supportive butt. So living in trees and being wedged between rough branches requires a lot of support. Luckily, the koala has a strong cartilage at the end of their car, car, curved spine, um, which makes them very comfortable to sit down on the hard branches which makes sense that kind of goes back to my point of instinctiveness nature um, you know how animals adapt again meanwhile five college aged um, 
young men couldn't figure out how to properly coordinate basically tasks, tasks and roles in a group project, but these guys have a cushioned butt and they know which eucalyptus tree is their favorite. Koala is thought to mean no drink in the Australian Aboriginal language. It was thought that koala didn't need to drink because of the moisture they get from munching on juicy eucalyptus leaves all day. However, they do drink from various water sources when needed, especially during heat waves and times of drought. Koalas can sleep up to 18 hours a day. The, so despite the rumors, koalas don't get high or drugged out on eucalyptus leaves. It's because the leaves are so low in nutrients that koalas need more sleep than most animals. I mean, to be fair, you know, this is where I'm going to push back a little bit on um, adaptation, instinctiveness. You know, it's great. I'm glad that koalas throughout their um, species life have found out that eucalyptus can work for them but you know that can be advantageous to them to be eating something that is so low in calories or so low in nutrients that they have to basically force to sleep 18 hours a day now listen if I could do that I probably you know I think the longest I ever slept honestly was 11 hours I think I had a um a, a party like a wedding I attended and I think we went out Friday before the wedding, maybe slept an hour, then Saturday. Then I took a flight at, I think, 7 in the morning the day after. So pretty much went from the wedding straight to the hotel. And then from the hotel, took a shower and got to the airport. Despite me usually being able to fall asleep on planes, I just couldn't. So basically over a 72-hour uh, period, I probably slept about like three hours total and I remember I was supposed to go to the office that Monday but I ended up going to bed at it must have been like nine and I don't think I woke up until about um, noon or 1 p.m. the day after so ended up skipping that day of work a couple other like little facts here that they put there like sad you know I, I don't want to put in sad um yeah like I don't want to read about sad koala facts I want to I want to know about all the wonderful things about koalas I don't want to hear that their population is going down and you know it's just not you know like you, you feel bad for the little guys right I don't want that to happen oddly enough when I looked up koalas um, I received, I got one picture of a Tasmanian devil and I guess Tasmanian devils to me are like what koalas would be like if they were just aggressive, um, you know, mean little guys. Like if you look up Tasmanian devil, at least the first picture that comes out for me is a picture of a Tasmanian devil, like snarling, like it's mouth open. I mean, those things are... They're pretty, pretty ferocious little guys. So I guess, you know, the point I was saying about how 
you know, koalas might be the cutest, like strange animal. You know, if if koalas were aggressive like the Tasmanian devil, then, you know, I, I probably wouldn't say that. But yeah, I'm going to say koalas take the lead over sloths. Sloths are great creatures. I love how they move slow. I love how they are just so chill. You know, like, they just move at their own pace, but... I guess it's just how fluffy the koalas are that makes them, makes them extra, extra cute in my eyes. For some reason, also part of my research, I, you know, sometimes when I do research, I'm not going to call it research. I mean, that's very, being very generous. That makes me seem like I'm an academic fellow that's trying to, um, you know, compile a thesis or something like that. But, you know, again, I like to sometimes... Um, save links and then I open them while I'm recording and I kind of, you know, that gives me, again, that little bit of guidance, that little bit of, you know, like a North Star, kind of like, okay, like a little, a little, a little branch that I can sort of reach on to and explore. And uh, for some reason I saved an article or a link to, it looks like a conversation between a wildlife worker and a physician an MD, about uh, koala bite infections. And I guess maybe when I first started thinking about how to um, perform a ramble or, you know, how I wanted to tackle the ramble, I must have thought at the time that maybe I was going to see if koalas were in fact aggressive because, again, something so cute, being so aggressive would be kind of funny. And... uh you know, now since I've read a little bit more about koalas, I, I don't want to slander or tarnish their names because they they are, in my personal, you know, unofficial, official, cutest, strange little animal. Um, but yeah, apparently it's a report of three koala bite wounds, each leading to infection. And apparently it's a very uh, rare occurrence. Um. It doesn't really explain why they would bite the wildlife workers. But apparently, yeah, if a koala bites, you can be kind of, kind of, um, kind of ferocious. Not, not ferocious, you can be pretty, pretty debilitating. Apparently there's a bacteria within the oral cavity, um, that, uh, the bacteria can cause pretty severe infection. Um, again, just another, you know, so it's literally a six page, uh, basically a um, transcription of the conversation between this wildlife worker and, and a doctor. And, you know, again, this is the type of stuff that I'll do that I look at now and I'm thinking why I could have found another 20 interesting facts about koalas, you know. Koala's right arms are 38% stronger than their left. This is because they, you know, I don't know. But no, I didn't do that. I instead got a link to an article about koala bites and infectious diseases. So yeah, I want to touch on that. That's mean. I feel like, again, I'm, I don't want to tarnish their little names. They're too cute for that. And, uh, well, to be frank, I... Don't really know how to 
um, jump off this ramble. So I think I'm going to do it in the clunkiest fashion uh, ever, which is pretty much just to say that <laughs> that's the end of the ramble. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully um, to the listener who requested the episode, I successfully rambled randomly about uh, koalas and other very silly topics. Um, but be honest, let me know. If you didn't feel happy with what I produced, then just let me know and maybe pick a different animal. Or or give me some links to some interesting things about koalas, and I'll talk more about koalas. I, you know, I'd be happy to talk about them every single episode. Well, not every episode, but you know what I mean. Questions, comments, concerns. If you have... Um, episode suggestions, you can always email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.